on the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley, and welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, you can hear him on Fox News headlines 24-7 on Sirius XM channel 115, Matt Napolitano. Hey, Matt. Hey, Dennis. How you doing? Good. Our next debater covers the world of mixed martial arts for combat culture. Say hello to Matt Ryan. I have returned, he and I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, we should all brace ourselves. And our third debater is now freshly retired from his role as sports anchor on Ken's 5, and now co-host The Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 AM and 103.3 FM, Joe Reinagle. Hey, Joe. Hello, it's good to be here. This is uh, first time, but uh, looking forward to getting into the fray. Yes, and uh, we're glad to have you with us. And they'll all be working to present arguments in an effort to try to win over a judge, who this week is KTSA News reporter Katie Barber. Hello, Katie. Hello, Dennis. Now, Katie's job is to analyze and critique each response our contestants give to questions that I present throughout the show, and along with asking a bunch of questions that may or may not be interesting. Uh, if I hear something I don't like, there may be a penalty, and you'll hear this whistle. That whistle right there. Now, before we get started, let's give our contestants a chance to get to know our judge a little bit better with a question. Let's start with Matt Napolitano, a question for Judge Katie Barber. Hey, Katie. Uh, so would you rather binge watch a television series a la Netflix or head to the movie theater? Uh, uh, definitely Netflix. I can have all of my own snacks there. So. <laughs> okay. Matt Ryan, a question for a Judge Katie Barber. Hmm. If your house is on fire, what are the three things you are pulling out first before anything else? My cat, Guppy. My dog, Sam and probably my PlayStation 5. Interesting, interesting. Okay. All right, and Joe, do you have a question for a judge, Katie Barber? Well, yeah, sure, why not? What is the craziest thing you have ever eaten? Probably something at like a rodeo, like alligator on a stick or probably something like that. Hmm, interesting. All right, I think it's time to play. Opening Arguments on Master Debaters. It is time for Opening Arguments, and in this segment, I will give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question, and then our judge will give out 0 to 10 points for their argument. They'll have 30 seconds for their argument, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. The first topic, a hearing is scheduled for later this month in a lawsuit followed by a woman who claims the Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones is her father. Correspondent Jim Ryan says Alexandra Davis is trying to nullify a confidentiality agreement that she claims Jones and her mother signed. Court documents obtained by the Dallas Morning News show that Jerry Jones, then in his 40s, had a relationship with American Airlines ticket agent Cynthia Davis in the mid-1990s. When Alexandra Davis was born, according to the lawsuit, Jones denied being her father, but did agree to financially support her in exchange for her mother's silence. 
So we're going to start with Matt Napolitano. Does this news surprise you? 30 seconds. It doesn't shock me at all. You know, we've seen this time and time again where owners within these big four sports leagues think that because they have the power that they do, they can just sweep it all under the rug within the court system. I think what Alexander Davis is doing is noble. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in court. We've already seen these documents get sealed by a Texas judge, so it already says to me that things are going to be going Jerry Jones's way. That said, owners across all major sports leagues need to be held accountable for their actions, and I'm hoping the NFL can finally wake up to what's going on within the Cowboys organization as well as the Washington Commanders. All right, Katie, give me a score for that 0-10. to 10. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9. Okay, next topic. Because not all pigs speak English, as well as movie star Babe, there's this international study. It took a team of international scientists making 7,000 recordings of 411 pigs, but they say they did it. Decoded what all those different grunts actually mean. Applying an algorithm to the noises, they discovered that happy and excited pigs tend to make short, confident noises, while scared or stressed pigs make longer and shakier sounds. The goal is to help farmers better care for their pigs, but something tells me any pig farmers could have saved the scientists the time and money and told them all this themselves. That's correspondent Vicki Barker. So, Matt Ryan, what animal would you most wish to be able to speak to? 30 seconds. Well, first and foremost, I don't like that I have the same dietary habits and sound-making cues as pigs. That makes me feel not so great about myself, but moving on to something that will give me a little more confidence. Obviously, I don't want any connections to things that I would eat on a concurrent basis, so cows out, pigs out, uh, sheep, lamb, anything that could be sold at a halal cart out. I'm going to go with horses because I feel like horses have a lot of ways. And you know what, dogs? I'd rather have a conversation with my dog and figure out what my dog is saying because she's a crazy person. All right, Katie. What score do you give that? Zero to ten. I have to give it a ten. I, I agree on all counts, honestly. Okay, next topic. The city of Seattle is asking a federal judge to toss out a lawsuit in which Salmon... Are the plaintiffs in a new lawsuit? Salmon are suing Seattle. Well, actually, an indigenous tribe is suing on behalf of the salmon population, alleging that dams are preventing the fish from migrating and violate the fish's inherent right to exist. It's part of a growing movement called Rights of Nature, a legal theory aimed at giving natural things like lakes, plants, and animals similar legal rights as humans. The salmon are named as plaintiffs in the lawsuit. The tribe is arguing dams violate the salmon's Fourth Amendment rights to be free from illegal seizures and due process. That's correspondent Alex Stone. So, Joe Reinagle, do you think the salmon have a case in this case? 30 seconds. I'm going to speak for every attorney on the planet and say absolutely yes, because we need more money. And the more people that can sue and put things in the court system, the better I like it. Since I'm not an attorney, no. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Salmon suing somebody? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But if they feel better about it and it makes somebody some money, then, well, why not? All right, Katie, what score do you give that? Zero to ten. Okay, well, coming up, 
There's a lot. Ah, this one. There's still a lot left. Like butts and a lot of them. We'll debate that and more next on Masturbators from KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. It is, and things will start heating up now. We have Matt Napolitano, Matt Ryan, and Joe Reinagle this week competing to convince our judge, KTSA news reporter, Katie Barber, that their argument is, in fact, the best argument. And if you want to be a judge on a future edition of Master Debaters, head over to our website, ktsa.com slash masterdebaters, and sign up. So let's keep the debate going. For argument's sake, on Master Debater. So this is where things start to get interesting. I'm going to give all three contestants the same question. Then they will each take their turn presenting their argument on that topic. After they all take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will then give them anywhere from 0 to 20 points for their responses. The first topic, the dollar could be going digital. President Joe Biden signed an executive order Wednesday instructing government agencies in the U.S. to officially examine the ad uh, adoption of cryptocurrency, regulating it, dealing in it, and even creating a cryptocurrency itself. There are a lot of people who fear that other countries could diminish the U.S. dollar's power. So by the U.S. government saying, okay, we understand this evolution towards digital currencies, we are going to offer a digital dollar, which has all the recognition, all the power, all the strength of the U.S. dollar, which is recognized on the global stage in a digital version. The U.S. government is hoping that that is the best of all worlds. That's correspondent Deirdre Bolton. So we're going to start with Matt Napolitano. Is this a good move? A bad move? Doesn't matter. 30 seconds. Look, by no means am I this tremendous fanboy for cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all this stuff. That being said, this is clearly a case of just pure government overreach of trying to overregulate something that is frankly just as risky as playing the stock market at this point. You got to allow people to take a ride with this stuff and try and work it out that way. The fact of the matter is you're just trying to basically bring down crypto and bring power back to the dollar and doing it through the most red tape fashion possible is just not okay. All right. Uh, Matt Ryan, good move, bad move, doesn't matter. 30 seconds. I feel like to what Matt Napolitano said, the normalization of cryptocurrency is on the rise, and I feel like we're still 10 or 15 years away from truly understanding it, the same as any other economic model, whether it's the silver standard, the gold standard. We might get to a crypto standard at some point. It is The more, most important thing is regulating the marketplace and ensuring that insane volatility does not wipe out people's college funds or wipe out their savings because that's a big problem right now. And Joe Reinagle, good move, bad move, does it matter? 30 seconds. Well, I already thought it was, uh, rec you know, the, the right thing to do when they named Staples Center the Crypto Center or whatever that's called. So I think it's kind of mainstream on that result. But it, it's really a bad move. I think cryptocurrency is something we don't understand just yet. The dollar is still the king when it comes to currency around the world. So crypto is a gamble that we just don't need to be taking right now. And I think it's a it's a horrible move to be taking right now. We need more time to study this thing and understand what it's doing, what it's all about. 
All right, Katie, what scores you want to give each of our debaters 0 to 20 for those arguments? Okay, so I'm just going to say I'm taking five points off because nobody brought up NFTs, and I feel like you can't. <laughs> I feel like I am incapable of uh, hearing about crypto without also hearing about NFTs, and regardless of how much I dislike all of them. Um, but I'm giving both the mats 15 points, and I'm going to give Joe 10 points. Okay. The next topic, uh, there's no place like home when nature calls. Waiting to go until landing on the throne at home. According to a new one poll survey, 7 in 10 Americans say they'd hold it in order to skip using a public restroom. Nearly two-thirds said they're uncomfortable using a public loo for number two, and that includes at work, too. One in five office workers said the top source of return to office anxiety was taking care of bathroom business at work. That's correspondent Diane King-Hall. 64% of respondents report battling constipation from not using the bathroom at their office. So we're going to start with Matt Ryan. Are you public restroom adverse? 30 seconds. Depends upon the location. If it's an office building where I know it's getting regularly cleaned, I have a little less anxiety. I just don't like... It's more about having the privacy of using the bathroom and also to scroll my phone and be uninterrupted during my workday because that's probably where most of the anxiety comes from. The fact that you just want to be by yourself, you don't want other people to hear you. It's not a cleanliness thing, it's an anxiety thing, but also if you use a Burger King bathroom, you and Humpty are some nasty-ass people joe uh are you public restroom adverse 30 seconds joe it's just that thought process when you walk into a public restroom whether it's at an airport or at work you wonder who sat there before and what in the world did they do? And, and I'm just kind of adverse to that. So I would say absolutely not. I pr much prefer my own throne at the house. It's much better. And Matt Napolitano, are you public restroom adverse? 30 seconds. Public restrooms are like real estate. Location, location, location. Yeah, I'm not going to be using one at a fast food joint that I know is just getting straight up abused by people. Dumb kids go in there and do dumb shit. I'll oh, pardon my French right there. Um, the fact of the matter is, like, if I'm at work, you know what, uh, and nature calls, you got to answer it. You know, I, people shouldn't feel so anxious about having to get up and use the bathroom. When you got to go, you got to go. And you're only doing yourself more damage if you don't go. Plain and simple. Like, don't have stress about it because you're just giving yourself more stress on your system by holding it in. All right, Katie, are you points adverse or you're going to dole them out? <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in this case, I am. I just... I honestly am giving everybody 20 points for being honest about their bathroom habits, uh, and I don't disagree with any of them. No. <laughs> I feel like it's the like worst thing I've ever said on, on the radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan has said some, some, I wouldn't say worse things, but maybe, maybe some questionable, <laughs> questionable things. You got to talk number two in 2022. Come on, let's go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, on the topic of number two, kind of. The school administrator to have a job after reading a certain children's book to a second grade class. 
Assistant Principal Toby Price said he had to step in to read to the kids after a guest reader didn't show up. He chose to read the book, I Need a New Butt, which is recommended for 4- to 10-year-olds. But the school said the assistant principal showed impaired judgment and fired him for reading the book. Price plans to sue the school, and the school board will hold a public meeting on the issue. His comments? I was very upset. I'm not going to lie. I, I did what I could to, um, to you know, dry my face up. Uh, the school said he should not have been reading a book with the words butt and fart in it. So, Joe, would you read a book about butts and farts to a kid? 30 seconds. Absolutely. Can you imagine? I mean, anytime you say the word fart, people laugh. It just happens. I don't know. I don't care who you are or how old you are. Fart is probably the funniest word on the planet. I mean, let's face it. What haven't these kids read or seen before? These days, they see all kinds of stuff. Butt and fart are probably the most lame things these kids have heard in a long, long time. So I'm reading that book, and I hope that guy wins his lawsuit. Matt Napolitano, your 30-second argument. Yeah, Joe hit everything on the money right there. The fact of the matter is, you know, I'm 31 years old, and the words butt and fart are still funny to me, too. I think it's hysterical. And you know what gets kids' attention? Saying those silly words because they're rolling on the floor laughing. They're distracted by everything else. They're not running around. They're focused on you because you're the funny person reading the book. And I can't imagine that a, a book called I Need a New Butt is going to be all that detrimental to the psyche of children. The fact of the matter is, it's entertaining, it's laughable, and I hope this guy does, in fact, win his lawsuit because it's such a ridiculous matter that he actually got fired over this. And Matt Ryan, 30 seconds. Well, outside of me having a new Huey Lewis-themed parody song to sing at my dog while I'm alone and drinking in the house, this is stupid! This is incredulously stupid in a state that continues to burn books books across the United States were firing an assistant principal for reading a fart joke? I like, the system of public education in this country is so far gone that we have to fire a vice principal for a poop joke? Tenure! Come on! At least in here he'd get rubber-roomed. <laughs> okay. Uh, Katie, what score do you want to give 0 to 20? So, so Matt Ryan gets 19 points for his energy. Um, we're very passionate about the poop here today. Um, no, no, I, no. The, these are butts and farts, just to be clear. Oh, oh, true. I'm, I guess I'm thinking of in between. Yeah. Um, <laughs> regardless, I liked his energy. Uh, Joe is going to get 17 points, and Matt, the other man, is going to get 15 points. Okay, well, coming up, our debaters have a few things on their mind they wish to share. We'll hear what it is next on Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, we have Matt Napolitano, Matt Ryan, and Joe Reinagle, all working to coerce our judge, KTSA news reporter, uh, Katie Barber, to give them more points than their fellow competitors. So let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debaters. So our competitors before the show came in with a topic that they wanted to talk about, a case they wanted to present to our judge. 
they will get 60 seconds to do exactly that. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge, they will get 30 seconds each after the case is done being presented. After the challenges, the original presenter gets their own 30 seconds to address their challengers. And if they change the topic for what they had sent in before the show, it's an automatic five-point penalty. There are also a broader range of points at stake in this segment. Our judge can now give up to 20 points, which she could before, but she could also take away up to 20 points from everyone whether they presented the original argument, challenged, or chose to stay quiet. So, any guesses as to who our points leader is at this point in the show? I think it's Matt Ryan. C. Everett Coop. Joe, do you have a guess? (laughs) It's got to be Matt Ryan. Correct answer is Matt Ryan, which means you get to start with your 60-second arguments. Thank you, Dennis. The baseball world right now is in the midst of a horrible lockout. We have had our second week of baseball taken away from us. But you know what that means? That means it's a good thing for baseball because we are realizing that this sport has a ton of inefficiencies. We need to moneyball the entire sport of baseball from marketing to scheduling to the way the playoffs are structured. Hell, I think we should get rid of the American League and the National League and go into a Eastern and Western Conference because at least we'll have more rivalry games that matter. I think the entire sport of baseball is stuck in the upside down and has not been finding a way to innovate since they took the juice out of the balls and out of the arms of the players. So right now, I believe that the sport of baseball needs a total, total, total refresh and a rehash. And also, the sport needs more competition. The MLB has had a fiefdom over the entire sport of professional baseball for almost a century. If you think about any independent league, they've been crushed under the yoke of the MLB. We need change. All right. Matt Napolitano with the first challenge. 30 seconds. fact of the matter is, both sides both the league and the players association have really hit the wall here and are just going out of their way to do everything possible not to make this collective bargaining agreement happen. And the fact is fans are checking out. I mean, I think I've talked to a bunch of people at this point. They're like, why am I going to bother going to a game when this has been stalled out for so long? Why should I spend this much on tickets, this much on popcorn, this much on beer for teams that really could care less whether or not there's a season or not. So you know what? People are going to vote that way and revenue sharing be damned because no one's going to be giving up the revenue. Joe Reinagle, 30 second challenge. Yeah. Millionaires fighting with billionaires. That's what you have here. And they're committing suicide with the game of baseball. That's exactly what's happening. Look, shot clocks, stuff like that. Keep it for the NBA. Leave baseball alone. There's nothing wrong with it. It stood the test of time for years. Leave it alone. Oh, except for get rid of the American League because I can't stand the designated hitter. This is where I would insert applause, but... (laughs) Matt Ryan, you're a 30-second rebuttal. Jim's thinking on the issue is the entire reason why baseball's in the position it's in. I respect your position. I have my own issues with the designated hitter, mainly because I think you should swap it out. But when more people are following Tyler Hero than Mike Trout on Instagram, it's indicative of the lack of popularity in the sport of baseball. We can make the millionaires and billionaires argument till we're blue in the face, but we live in a capitalistic society. Sorry, pal. That's what happens. If you don't like it, take out late-stage capitalism. But when it comes to this, it's more about figuring out how to make baseball better, 
not make it better for the players. So before I go to our judge, Katie Barber, um, I will, I, I, a lot of, a lot of uh, question marks in there about your argument, Matt, Matt Ryan, you know, getting rid of the American and national leagues to do the East West conference that the NBA and NHL do. And I, that designated hitter gotta get, yeah, keep that out of the game. But Katie, what scores you're giving our all three of our debaters negative twenty to twenty for those arguments? So, all right. Sorry, Pat just came over to me. <laughs> um, so negative twenty to twenty. I am going to give Matt Ryan eighteen points. I'm going to give Joe fifteen points. I respect their differing arguments, um, and then I'm going to give Matt, not Neapolitan, Neapolitan. Napolitano. Napolitano. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to go ahead and give him 10 points because I wasn't totally sure what his argument was, but I respected his rebuttal. Okay. Well, do you, did you know what Matt Ryan's argument was? Because I certainly did. Sports baseball and it needs to either make changes or get shot in the back of the head like it's getting made in a ceremony at the end of Goodfellas. <laughs> I think Matt Ryan's he kind of paid you under the table here. I don't know what's going on. Shenanigans. I call shenanigans. Well, it's Matt Napolitano's turn for his 60-second argument that begins right now. Thank you, Dennis. Well, one thing I've noticed, and if you know me, I'm not a big social media person. I really have Twitter. That's about it. Everything else is just kind of there for me to browse, and I really don't bother. I actually don't even have a Facebook. Something that does annoy me, though, as somebody who does have a Twitter and is following athletes for most of his day trying to keep track of things like trades and all those other sorts of business, is having to learn about relatives of these athletes. I have pinpoint specifically Patrick Mahomes' brother and his fiance, Jackson Mahomes or Brittany Matthews. I should not know who these people are beyond just a stat on Wikipedia. They're basically people that are riding coattails of the popularity of their loved ones to try and get ahead on social media. It's annoying. It's just, it's so obnoxious that we're allowing people that have no other discernible talent other than being born into a family or marrying into a family to have the access and the reach that they do on social media. It's ridiculous. You need to put these people on the back burner and not have them be paid any attention to because the fact of the matter is that they're coming up into national media stories is beyond me and I don't need it in my realm. Joe Reinagle with the first challenge, 30 seconds. Are you kidding me? Sports would be so boring without these other people and these fringe people getting involved. I mean, what, we want to hear about champagne sprayed on people who get upset by that when the Chiefs win. Come on. That was brilliant. I love what she did. How else can these people get their 15 minutes of fame? They marry these folks for... I don't know, maybe for their money, and they get their fame, and now they're well-known. You wouldn't know about any of them if they weren't married to this famous athlete. So I say move on, get your 15 minutes. Matt Ryan, your 30-second challenge. Ain't it our fault, Matt, as we are members of the media, and, you know, we have to cover these athletes for a living, and at some point we need to find a way to either humanize or dehumanize them. And with the democratization of social media, they are allowed to be adjacent to other people. That's basically saying we need to shut down social media or shut down the fact that there's any idea of a private life or another side of these players. We've been pushing for access for decades. Now that we have it pretty much unfettered, we're rejecting that? That's a little weird to me. And Matt Napolitano, your 30-second rebuttal. 
I'm not saying we got to reject the access. I'm just saying we have to reject allowing these people to have more than beyond the 15 minutes of fame. You know, the fact that you got somebody who's trying to get sympathy for themselves for being criticized for spraying champagne, saying like, oh, I'm having T-shirts made saying free me. Like, you know, oh, I'm the victim here and saying it's going to go to charity and only 30 percent of the proceeds actually do. I don't want to give attention to that person. I'd rather give attention to the family members of the people who are actually doing good for their community and are actually going out and creating an effort. You know, that's who I bring up in my sports cast. I defer the other social media, you know, bloodsuckers over to different reports. That's not going to be in my realm. Term bloodsuckers to describe social media. Doesn't surprise me, I guess. Uh, Katie, what scores you want to give negative 20 to 20? So, Matt, the Napolitano. <laughs> I'm not thinking too hard about it now. I'm giving him 18 points because I do agree. While I, I do agree with Joe, like I agree with, I agree with both sides for sure, but I am also tired of hearing about Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend <laughs> spraying champagne on people during the game. It's like by far the least important detail of how exciting that game was and what other drama could come from it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so that's 15 for Joe, 18 for Matt. And Matt Ryan, I'm going to give him 12 points because I've been too nice to him this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Joe, it's your turn for your 60-second argument that begins right now. I can't wait for this. You know, we live in San Antonio, Texas, and it is known for food. But there is one hidden gem that you probably haven't tried, and shame on you for not. Dairy Queen. And when you go to Dairy Queen, you drive through the drive-thru, order the three crispy tacos. It is like heaven in your mouth. One thing that makes these things so good, number one, you drive through there, it's fast, and you've got your tacos. Then the taco sauce that they have has to be the best. It's a hidden gem. You spread that on there, you eat this thing, it is delightful. The meat is, is greasy and just yuck. Just, you look at it and say yuck, but it tastes so good. The vegetables are fresh and that hot sauce makes it. And the tacos, the shells, they are incredibly crispy. It just, it's, it's heaven in your mouth. These things are the hidden gem of San Antonio. Matt Napolitano with the first challenge, 30 seconds. I hate to interrupt this commercial for Dairy Queen tacos, but the <laughs> fact of the matter is, why is it that every fast food joint wants to get in on this taco game? I mean, Burger King tried doing this. KFC tried doing this. I'm so over these fast food chains trying to get overreach. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you want a good taco, you've got to go to a genuine joint that is behind making the best possible taco. You gotta go to a Mexican joint. Heck, you can even go to Korean joints now have incredible fusion tacos, but I'm not gonna trust no random fast food joint. Even I don't even trust Taco Bell all that much. And back in the day, I used to love me some Taco Bell, but I don't even trust them that much anymore. Matt Ryan, your 30 second challenge. 32 year old man who hates his body, so I already love the concept of Dairy Queen having a taco. My issue is not with that. My issue is it with being the greatest taco in San Antonio. I don't believe that's true, but also I'm going to talk to Dairy Queen right now. Dairy Queen, there are only two Dairy Queens that I know of in my area. One of them is at the Staten Island Ferry Terminal. You really want me? You're working real hard to try to get me to go to Staten Island for some chicken tenders and some toast. The other one is by my house, and it only has the ice cream. To the consternation of me and my roommates, this must be rectified. Uh, Joe, your 30-second rebuttal. This is a perfect example of somebody criticizing something that they have never in their life tried. 
That is the problem with this country today. If you were to drive through a Dairy Queen, order the tacos, you would understand what I'm talking about. But you guys can sit there and criticize the tacos, something you've never even heard of, much less tried. That is ridiculous. It is un-American. And shame on both of you. Oh, man. Katie, have you had a Dairy Queen taco? No. I haven't either. No, I have not. Um, but, and, so, and I was, I'm really tempted to take away points from Joe because I'm hungry right now. <laughs> and that made me way more hungry. Um, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give him 15 points for his effort. I, I really, and this is not probably a popular opinion, but... I don't know why I do, but I like the Jack in the Box tacos because I can get so many of them for I can get like two for a dollar, um, and I, that got me through some hard times in my early twenties. So I can't betray the Jack in the Box tacos there. I'm gonna give Matt Ryan 13 points for choosing to live somewhere that doesn't really have Dairy Queen, I guess. So that's not my problem. And then the other Matt, I'm gonna give him 15 points because I agree with him. There are a lot of places you can go for some real good tacos, but I do enjoy, uh, if I'm in the mood of fast food, if I'm going through fast food, sometimes I'll get the tacos, so I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of getting them, but there are definitely better places to get tacos in San Antonio. All I'm saying is try before you criticize. That's the least y'all can do. Well, who's going to win? Comes down to one final fight. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. And that argument ends right here, right now. It's a battle this week between Matt Napolitano, Matt Ryan, and Joe Reinagel to convince our judge, KTSA news reporter Katie Barber, that their argument is the best argument. But right now, it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debaters. So this is where it all gets decided. In a four-minute melee, I present a topic and all three of our contestants will hash it out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less. Four minutes. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away up to 100 points. The person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start for their argument, and then everyone else can join in after a little bell has rung. So, any guesses as to who has the fewest points right now at this point in the show? The Politano. Yeah, I think it might be me. <laughs> Do you have a guess, Matt Ryan? Uh, I was going to say Joe, but I want to feel I want to hang out with the popular kids, so I'll say Matty Naps. Correct <laughs> answer is... Joe Reinagle. Ah. Oh. See, everybody, right. I'm not terrible right. at math. Just a lot of other things. Pick another rookie here. I got you. That's all right. So the topic, daylight saving time returns this weekend. Is it time to ditch daylight saving time, or do people need to just shut up and suck it up? It's a four-minute argument. Joe, you get to start with a 15-second head start. That begins right now. This thing should have been done when they started it the first time. I don't understand the whole concept of it. 
It was ridiculous. Look, we got to go with Arizona and the other states. I'm not sure what the other one is that don't do anything. I'm sick of losing an hour and then, quite frankly, sick of gaining an hour on the other high, on the other end. Leave oh, that's great. Yeah, it's let's ridiculous. let's join Arizona because they're known for great decisions. They're known for some. They're they're indicative of the University of Phoenix. Let's think about that for a second. Do we really want to align our interests, no matter where we're from, with the place that brought us the University of Phoenix and also everything else that came out of that Fakakta County. If we followed the state of Arizona in a lot of ways, Martin Luther King Day wouldn't have been adopted when it was initially adopted. So, uh, you know what? That's a bit of a straw man argument, but still, I don't care. I don't care about daylight savings time. And also, to try to get rid of it, the same thing as getting rid of the penny. It's going to be costly, it's going to take up a lot of time, and it's going to screw up less of our agrarian portions of society. What's it going to cost you but maybe an hour's worth of sleep? And that's more important to me than anything. You know, I got to go to bed, and and I'm going to lose an hour of sleep. That really bothers me, and it should bother you too, because you need all the sleep you can get, pal. I sleep, I sleep tremendously at night alone and crying, but at least I get sleep. When I wake up in the middle of the night to stare at myself in the mirror, I know that whatever time it is, that the rest of the world's on time. We can't get the world to agree on anything. Anything. So we're going to just say, all right, we're going to make this one unilateral change for everybody, and we're all going to be cool with it. Much like it's wrestling promoters, NFL owners, and anybody else that has any economic interest, as soon as you get them all in a room, they can't agree on anything, let alone a sandwich order. It's I'm going to interrupt this yeah. REM song and this REM album real quick just to say that this, you know, who cares? Who really cares? I don't care if I got to spring forward or fall back. Yeah, I'm going to lose that hour of sleep, but whatever at this point. You know what? We're just so going through the motions the last few years anyway. What are, we, what are we really missing out on within that hour? Plus, you You're know what? I kind of like the spring. A whole as, day as, of Sunday. A whole day. As somebody who, you but you know what? As somebody who loves to go into a bar, I feel for a bartender that's got to, you know, deal with, deal with the fall back hour. Like, that's annoying that you got to work an extra hour for you doing an overnight shift in any capacity. I feel bad for that person, and yeah, you gain it back in the spring, but you know what? At that point, you're not even paying attention to it. You're so caught up in everything else, so it's just like, at this point, who cares? There's so much more going on in this world. Tell me, what was the purpose of daylight savings time to begin with? It was to help help farmers with getting enough daylight to make sure that they're able to keep up with everything and make sure that crops were able to grow sufficiently. If I'm not wrong, I'm a big big fancy city boy from New York City, so I may not know about agrarian things, but I do believe that was the impetus for it, and it has been around for quite a long time, at least in terms of how we deal with farming in this country, since it's still a big thing, even though we're not doing enough to help them, we might as well keep this one thing since we short-shifted them a lot in the last 60 years. I thought this was Jimmy Carter's problem because of the energy crisis we had, and he wanted the daylight so you didn't have to turn your lights on until later. Look, this is ridiculous. Just go straight time. Who needs to worry about changing your clock? Even though most of them change automatically now. They change automatically now. There's there's too much stress in the world as it is to have to deal with this. Yo, my man, if this is a thing that's stressing you out more than everything else in the world, bravo. Bravo, because you have a level of just being able to focus on one thing more than everyone else. I have ADHD, depression, and anxiety, and I could give a care about daylight savings. 
conversation makes me need a Xanax. <sighs> well, first off, to address a few things, uh, I know that Matt Ryan's not an agrarian, uh, but our judge is an Aggie, so I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how well that, that plays. Uh, secondly, I've had multiple violations. It was driving me up a wall. Just but penalties everywhere. So many penalties. Daylight saving time. Saving. There's no S on the end. Day- daylight saving time. You're saving true. daylight time. Keep the I'm keep keep New York. Keep the last S for savings. I'm from New York. We add extra things to things. So pardon my Brooklyn. Throw the flag if you want. 15 yards. I don't care. I'll get it back to the next place. Unsportsmanlike like conduct or whatever penalty there. Uh, our judge, uh, KTSA News reporter Katie Barber, you, uh, you, you and I sat through this argument. Um, what scores do you want to give our three debaters? Negative 100 to 100 for that argument. So I am somebody with ADHD, depression, and anxiety, and I hate daylight savings so um i just hate when it gets to the point where it's nighttime at like five o'clock i that that makes me more upset than anything else so i'm gonna say joe can go ahead and get like 85 points because i agree with him i hate daylight savings um matt napolitano did i say it right that time i wrote it down yes got it (laughs) i wrote it down to help me I understand your apathy, but I do not agree with it. So I'm going to go ahead and you'll get like 45 points. And I just want to say, Matt Ryan, you know, I I empathize with you, but you also made me like try to visualize you getting up in the middle of the night to stare at yourself in the mirror. And that was a little <laughs> disturbing. Um, <laughs> so I, I look I, like I so that could that it, it's it's worse than you thought. Have, it's worse than you thought. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine what how I would feel getting up and staring at myself in the mirror in the middle of the night as well. I wouldn't. I I would have a terrible day if I had to do that. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'll give you. Um, we'll go with 22 points. Okay. And for robbery, Joe, highway robbery. <laughs> I thought it you was live quite fast, generous. Actually, die hard. You know. And what'd you give Joe? Uh, 85. Okay. Well, let's see. What the final scores are. Record, Matt Ryan is my sleep paralysis demon. (laughs) (sighs) Well, it's been an interesting... Well, probably more interesting past ten minutes than maybe, uh... I would have expected. But it is time to name this week's Master Debater. Our debaters have been talking about really the most controversial topics going on in the land right now. I mean, so much controversy. Just so much hate. So much evil out there. We covered it all. In third place, with 129 points, Matt Ryan. In second place, with 147 points, Matt Napolitano, which means this week's Master Debater 
with 185 points, Joe Reinagle. Congrats. You get 60 seconds to celebrate. That begins right now. Go. Yes, as it should be, Katie, you were very wise beyond your years, and, and I appreciate your, uh, your open-mindedness when it comes to daylight, saving time, and Dairy Queen tacos. I mean, after all, I think we should all go out and celebrate with some, I don't know, chicken strips, toast, and, and a couple of tacos. Maybe a blizzard thrown in there. You know, it takes a rookie to come in and shed some light on what obviously is very dark, dark show at times with you two maps involved. But uh, I appreciate your challenge, and uh, maybe next time you can come through a little bit better. Congratulations, fellas, and uh, enjoy your day. Congratulations, rookie, and another great Dairy Queen commercial. <laughs> I'm, fi I'm, fi I'm filing a grievance. <laughs> Oh my god. I never thought I'd be the grizzled veteran in the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, someone's gotta be. Although, well, you're both grizzled veterans. Both mats. This is on the grizzled. <laughs> well. They sell that at Dairy Queen? Grizzled? <laughs> grizzled. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a combo. Yeah. That's it. A big thanks to our three contestants this week. Matt Napolitano, who you could hear on Fox News headlines 24-7 on Sirius XM channel 115. Matt Ryan, who covers the world of mixed martial arts for combat culture. And Joe Reinagle, who's on the Blitz 4 to 7 p.m. on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 AM and 103.3 FM. And a big thanks to our judge, KTSA news reporter, Katie Barber. I'm Dennis Foley. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.